Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. I am in Los Angeles, and would you believe we have just shut down again? Oh, yeah. Good job, Californians. Good job, Los Angeles residents. We have a surge again, and um, strangely, I don't feel like my life has changed much in that uh, I didn't make my way to a restaurant, didn't feel ready. I really wanted to get to my favorite bar, but I also didn't want to sit in a sidewalk and have cocktails. Bizarre. After all, isn't the purpose of being in a bar? For me, the joy is sitting at the bar. Um, but this isn't about drinking. This episode has nothing to do with drinking. It's just me sharing a little bit of, um, shall we say, frustration over our sitch right now. But we are buckling down um, and doing what we do best. And hopefully we can all agree that the well-being of our fellow brother, sister, neighbor, human. Um, if it means that wearing a mask when I'm in public for what, the few minutes that I'm in a store, um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No violation of my personal right here. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. And hopefully no one is unsubscribing because they disagree with me. Speaking of, thank you, listener. Thank you for listening to What the Fockery and for sharing. And uh, a special thanks to Betty, Betty Reinhardt, who I guess through the show notes has clicked on the link uh, that supports the fo- What the Fockery, the podcast, and has uh, generously pledged a certain amount per month to support the podcast. And uh, it is in giving that the Pew Research Center... Incidentally, that's where I got a lot of, I get a lot of my information from, uh, happiness. There is a direct correlation in giving with happiness and giving to others to causes that we support. So if you who are listening to this happen to feel, oh, you know what? I agree. I can do that. And I would love to support Wapa Fockery. It's all in the show notes. Millennials get a bad rap, don't they? And, uh, But I got to say, the level of acceptance of this generation, of which I am proud of, a member of, although I err on that earlier part of the beginning of that, technically what they've decided to call a zillennial, it's an X-I-L-L-E-N-I-L. Anyway, it's an ambiguous, I fall into sort of like that ambiguous category, but I am technically there. Um. But the level of acceptance is greater than any previous generation. And I can only imagine where the generation, what would it be, Y or is it Z? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it would be Z, wouldn't it? Because millennials are Generation Y. You come after Generation X. Um, yeah. So in keeping with the two previous episodes that deal with what relationships are like around conversations with what's happening in our world today, I have found a lovely couple, a millennial couple who got married three years ago and they are in love. Um, they are sort of in an oddity in that, uh, millennials don't necessarily believe in marriage or want to get married for that matter. Uh, so anyway, 
my whole thing is making sure that my guests are committed in the better or for worse portion of the program. And uh, they are going to join us. And I'm going to call this episode Millennial Love. What the fuckery is Millennial Love? <laughs> Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadege August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome. Hit that subscribe button and you will be an automatic ashmoopy. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things that we don't know enough about, but should talk about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts, or experiences we don't know enough about. The very things we should talk about but are afraid to discuss. Our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but the people we have on are in it, living their truths, whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then a thank you for being open willing. Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Hi. So as promised, we're talking to millennials, uh, a couple specifically. Now, for those of you who don't know, and forgive me if I'm insulting anyone, but I am open to whomever my audience is. And chances are you may need to know what exactly is a millennial. Millennial is also known as Gen Y. Uh, for those born between 1981 and 1996. Now, what's exciting about this is that just under half of all millennials between the ages of 25 to 37 are married, 46% specifically. And of that 46%, 15.1% are, wait for it, wait for it, interracial marriages. What? So the level of acceptance of the millennial generation is greater than any previous uh, generation. It is through the roof. But in light of all that is happening in this, what a year, 2020, between uh, dealing with the C word, the Corona, the Sharona, the COVID, <laughs> the lockdowns, and civil unrest. Uh, part of curiosity has led me in previous episodes to wonder what the conversations are like in households where there is a commitment to love and partnership, to better and for worse. Uh, in previous episodes 46 and 47, or I believe it was 4748. It doesn't matter. It was, uh, I first had the, a panel of women, black women, specifically African Americans who are married to white men. Then I had the men in the following episode separated from their wives. And now I actually have a couple, Ted and Ashley Pierre. Now, full disclosure, 
Ted, I call him Teddy, is a cousin, my cousin. Now, I don't mean to age myself. I technically fall under the millennial thing, but I'm actually a, what they call a zillennial, where I knew a little bit of, uh, uh, I grew up kind of digital, but I also remember analog. Like, I remember an old school phone, as does Teddy, probably, and maybe Ashley. Um <laughs> The thing that's odd is like, it's not odd. It's kind of interesting when you once babysat someone and then you're now at their wedding. It's a little shocking. I have to say, uh, I babysat Ted and his brothers, my other cousins, all four one evening. And Teddy was, uh, obsessed with Dennis the Menace. And when I walked in, he, as soon as his parents walked out, my auntie Joyce and uncle Fifi, Walked out. Teddy looked at me. He's like, you are mine. <laughs> and sure enough, let's just say I never babysat again. I'm not sure why, if it was my choice or theirs. Did you guys give me a bad review on Yelp or something? We might have. We might have. We might have. Or, or, or maybe your parents just stopped going on dates. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> You remember that? I do actually. Yeah, you I remember. Do. I do yeah. Do you remember why you were such a menace? Um, I don't. I don't remember me being a menace. I, you know, you might have just been too soft, but <laughs> but I do remember enjoy. I I loved you as my babysitter, and and I enjoyed spending time with you when you were kids. I do. I do know that much. Yeah, I think we all did, and I loved you guys too. And it was like I don't know me versus four boys and screaming, and you were always so hyper, and you were like you swallowed a radio, like you just wouldn't shut it down. Yeah. Are you better now? No. <laughs> no, nope. not at all. Nope, nope, nope. I'm probably worse. Uh, I'm no. probably worse. Ashley, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the family. Thank you. Appreciate it. it. Yeah, it was a beautiful Thank wedding. Thank you. It, it was, it was. And your parents, your whole family, such lovely people. They they loved everyone. It was great because they just didn't, no one met each other, but it still felt like everyone was family. Yeah. I, I hope you know you were a hit. Yeah, like, you were. <laughs> people literally still talk about you. Like, Get still, out. Still, yeah. I'm serious. Still, like, was it my baby? <laughs> my babysitting skills? Uh, I don't know what it was, but they are they are fans. I know oh, that. well, then you need to tell them to listen to this podcast and definitely yeah. hear this episode. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that my people love about, at least the reviews say so, is that I don't overwhelm people. I just kind of get to the to the heart of the matter. So I'm going to jump in here and ask, how long has it been since you were married now? It's been three years. It's been three years already. Yeah. And uh, from the looks of things, it looks like uh, the stock stopped by and there's a something happening in the mid area here. There is a soon-to-be... <laughs> soon-to-be a little baby boy on the way. A baby boy on the way. You guys wanted to know, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't not know. Surprise. I'm not, not, don't do well with surprises. <laughs> we have a group of... We have friends who are actually having a baby. Their baby is due a month after ours, and they did not... Um, they don't know the gender. Ah, uh, that's exciting. I'm like, what are you... What's, what color did you paint your your bedroom? And they're just like, yeah, we just did it white. We just we just don't know. 
It just went neutral. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. All right. How yeah. long did you guys date before you got married? Uh, what is it? Well, we'll be eight 12. years in September, so five years. Yeah. And what made you decide to get married? Whose idea was this? Uh, I, we both spoke well, about it. I, I think she told me she was going to leave. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, um, um, I just, I, I think it was just that at that point in time, we also lived in, um, so I'm just going to say this. We lived in like Buffalo at the time and it's Buffalo, not like a New, New York, York, right? Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like a New York or, you know, like New York city or Chicago or, you know, LA where like young people like just get to, you know, they'll, they, they're worried about their careers and they'll just stretch it out forever. For us, it was more so like, uh, that was the thing that everyone was doing at that point in time, getting married really, really young. And we kind of just kind of, yeah. I, and regardless, we had been seeing each other for a while and we were kind of happy and we, you know, like we had both dated other people and had issues with them before where we really didn't have any major issues. And yeah. it, it we just, living together and yeah, was smooth. yeah. So one thing led to another and you were just like, Hey, it's, I, we think it's like the right time. And you met on campus. Um, at a party. But you both went to the same college. Nope. No. Oh, no. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different schools. Ted yeah. Um, I had actually already graduated. He went to um, UB, the University of Buffalo, and I went to Buffalo State, and I was in my senior year. So yeah, I, I met. I had just graduated, like, friend. I think a year and a half or two years before. Mm-hmm. And funny story, real quick. Um we went to, a, so we had like come across each other before. I had, my brother was dating her roommate. James was dating her roommate. So I went over there and she had come back home from vacation and, um, you know, she walked in sushi in her hand and I was, and I love sushi. And I was, and I started, I started a conversation <laughs> off of the sushi and we had, you know, a tiny conversation and she went about her business. I went about my business. I went and we went, me and my brother went and party that night. Um, and then a few weeks later, there was a party that I did not want to go to and she didn't want to go to either, but our friends both convinced us to go. And then it was actually a a Latin party. You know, everyone was dancing merengue, bachata, salsa. We both don't, we we aren't the best dancers of of that. We try, but we're not the best. And so we're just sitting there staring at each other because everyone else is dancing and, and then we kind of just started hanging out that night and the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. It's usually when you don't feel like it. Do you know how many times I hear, I didn't want to go. I was forced into it. So yeah, well, here's the result. And here we are three years later. You guys now live where? Atlanta, Georgia. So you left Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Permanently? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 We would never go back there. No. 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 no, And how do your family feel? families feel about you guys leaving New York state? Do you want to go first? I know like my family is like happy that we're doing our own thing and something that we want to do. My, my mom and dad lived across the country from their family. So they're used to the whole dynamic that we have, but they definitely miss us and not being able to just easily either drive across the state or, you know, um, easily come and visit us. I guess that that's a struggle, especially now with being pregnant and during these times, I think it's more challenging, but 
Yeah. Happy for us. Ashley, when you, when you introduced Teddy to your family, did you have any sort of apprehension? Did you prepare them? Did you, or did you just say, I'll let you meet him and see what happens? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they were, I guess, prepared. I've, um, I you told them ahead of time that he was African American or Haitian American. Yes, um, when we were just first first dating, um, I told my parents, and it wasn't anything I didn't obviously know they're accepting of, but I did let them know. Um, and then we met. I guess he met for the first time. It was Thanksgiving. Um, is how we all met. You brought him home? No, they actually they came from Albany, New York to Buffalo. And that was the very first time that they all met. And how did that go? They loved him. Right away? Yeah, (laughs) they did. Uh, My dad's quiet. He wouldn't say it, but you can always tell by his body language. And my mom is, you've met my mom, but very, very talkative and chatty and they get along great. So (laughs) yeah, they both, they're both talkers, your husband and your mom, huh? Oh, yes. I will sit in silence sometimes, and they'll go on for hours like I'm not even there. <laughs> and as far as you know, in terms of your family, uh, other than your immediate parents, were there any apprehensions, especially because it's one thing if you date, because if they think, well, she's young, she's dating, she's experimenting. But was mm-hmm. when you sounded as if it was going to be very serious, and, it, you know, we're talking marriage, engagement, now a baby, Right. Any conversations took place? Not anything directly that I would say with me that I have known of. Um, it's tough because my, my immediate family, like my parents, my sister, were in New York State, and then everyone else is in Washington State. So we never have been, like, super close distance-wise, so it's not anything that I heard maybe through the chatter of, my mom might have heard, but every every conversation I had was very accepting. What have you heard through the grapevines that maybe made you go, oh, whatever, or raised a bit of an eyebrow for you? I guess for me, it was just like the older generation, like my grandparents, how there's certain like talk of how they would say instead of a black person, like their wording of, you know, might have been something that they dealt with back then that it's not acceptable now. And to me, it would raise an eyebrow and my mom would be like, would correct it. And it was more of how she's, I didn't directly have that conversation with them. It was through my mother and she said, you heard that. So it was like a habitual thing. That's just what they grew up saying. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it reminds me like one of my dear, dear favorite rest her soul. She's no longer with us. Um, at some point when I was in grad school, I lived in Bensonhurst and the woman I was renting from, Mrs. Tarantino, she passed away at 101 years old last year. So when I met her, she was in her 80s and still vibrant and cooking all this great food and teaching me how to make Italian sauce from scratch and the whole that. And one time she goes to me, what do you people call yourselves anyway now? Is it Negro? Is it black? Is And that was hilarious to me. But some of my friends were like, oh, you weren't offended. And I said, you know, I, I have to hand it to her. The way she treated me wasn't, was very welcoming and loving. 
So her, her words, even though that's just a generational, generational and habitual thing, didn't match her actions, which was why it was okay. It was one thing if she had said that to me and she was also like, you know, mean, wouldn't rent to me or wouldn't let me, you know, whatever it is. So, so I, I get that. Having said that, I get that. And, um, whether it's okay or not, it, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Same question for you. Like I know the answer, but I don't know the details. Um, Tad, when you did you tell your parents I have a love, someone I love, and I'm serious about what happened? So for for me, it was um, uh, it was just different because Wendell, my older brother, had already you know married um, Alyssa, who was an Irish girl. So it, it we definitely weren't the first. Um, I, I think at that point they were just happy to see me with somebody settle down. Um, and, and they met Ashley and they, they really liked her. They hated all my previous, you know, girlfriends. They, they despised all of them. So, so you had girlfriends before Ashley? Uh, just a, okay. one or two, but don't, but don't, but don't, don't tell. Don't First tell, time hearing you know. about this. Oh man. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> on the bench. Now I'm in why, trouble. why did they not like your, your previous girls? Um, Honestly, very random stuff. Like, really random. I'm not going to get into it now. Well, give me a thing or two. People love that stuff. We like uh, it. Well, so my ex bought... So, you know, Haitian people. My mom had a Christmas party. And my ex, she was a Spanish girl or whatever. She bought some um, Starbucks coffee to the house. And my mom, like, lost her mind. Like, my mom's like, why would she bring coffee to the house? Why wouldn't she just ask me to make her coffee? I mean, it's weird. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. She up to now, up, up to now, Al- Al- Alyssa and Ashley, whenever they have to get coffee in the morning, they'll, like, go out early in the morning before my parents are awake, go get coffee and not come back to the house, like, drink the coffee. Come back to the house, act like they went for a walk. Because they yeah. don't want to upset my mom. It's, it's, it, it, it makes no sense. It, I still don't get it, but, you know. Whatever. I'm going to ask her about her coffee uh, fetish. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is up with yeah. the coffee thing? And yeah. and your dad, did your dad have any uh, words uh, of wisdom about this for you? No, nah, my, my dad, you know, my dad comes to women. He loves women. He's cool. He, was, he didn't care. He, he was just, he was chill. He was he just was, patting you on the back. My son. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much like good for you. She's she's pretty, you know. I'm proud of you, you know. Good for you. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, that's nice. It you know, relationships in and of themselves are challenging, right? Just by the sheer nature of being male and female, and you know, personalities are merging and all of that. And it's super important to have your families be supportive. The outside world, however, has a different opinion and often does. Um, what are some things that have, that struck you or have struck you when you were in Buffalo of all places, which to me, because it's outside of New York City proper, I always think must be backwards. Maybe it isn't, but when you guys were walking with hand in hand in the streets, go ahead. Well, well, I'm going to, I'll let Ashley go. Oh, okay. You take well, turns because she may remember a story that, and you have a different one and I want you both to share. So Buffalo is definitely like backwards. Um, it's, it's not like New York city at all. Uh, I just remember, and I mean, it's, it's not bad. You know, I don't, I don't want to act like it, like you, you can't be black and like walk out there because that's not the case, but it's just, it's not New York city. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, I remember one thing for one thing that I remember 
so like they used to like little things, sorry, little things they used to, I'll never forget. We used to, we went to a club. We'd always go to the club when we were like right out of college or whatever. And they would let like white people in wearing like a, you know, shorts and backwards hat. And a black guy would come wearing the same outfit and they would be like, Oh, oh, sorry. You got to be in dress shoes and, and, um, you know, slacks and a, and a button down shirt tonight. You know, like that type of stuff happened all the time in Buffalo. That happened all the time where they, where they, where like the dress, the dress code was different for blacks and for whites. For whites, they could do whatever they wanted, but for black people, it was different. And I knew that. I knew that, you know, in, in Buffalo. Another thing, I remember like me and my friend, we got pulled over when we were, when we were younger. Um, it was me and me and my cousin Jonathan, I, like, um, Jonathan on my mom's side, Uncle Jeff's kid. So me and my cousin Jonathan and my boy Tristan. And we're, um, not, nothing, like not drinking, not drunk, nothing. So they're literally driving down the block and a cop pulls us over and he literally asked for like all of our IDs. Like every single one of us, me, me, John, and Tristan, even though only Tristan was driving, you know, but he asked for all of our IDs and we were younger. So like, it's not that anybody questioned. We were just like, okay, here you go. Gave him our IDs. And obviously now that I'm older, you know, I understand like, oh, he was, he was, that was busy. clearly a violation of something. He was just looking yeah. for a reason. Yeah, trying to find he- something like wishing he could find a felony on one of us or, or anything on one of us, you know? Right. How um, old were you guys at the time? Do you remember? I want to say we were like, 18, maybe 17, 18, you know, and, and, and we're, we're here trying to go party, you know, like we're, we're not thinking about, you know, like we're, and we're good. We're all good kids. Like, like none of us has ever been in any type of trouble at all. You know, like nothing, like, like not even a, not, no type of ticket, like nothing, not for jumping a nothing, like just nothing. Um, and, uh, and, and that anyway, was one instance and of many, I'm sure. That, that was one instance. Funny how the story turned out. Funny how, like, maybe the world works in mysterious ways. So this cop is busy checking our ID. A car comes around the block and freaking flips, hits something and flips in front of us. Like, literally, there's a full flip in front of us. And the cop was just like, oh, my God, did you see that? And we were just like, um, of course we did, bro. We are standing right here. And he handed us back our ID. He's like, just get out of here. Go ahead. Go. Go have a good night. And I'm just like, man, you see, like, like, like you're here trying to start some trouble for us. And... And now God gave me some real work to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Something to do now. You have some real work to do. Yeah. Okay. So now, now you've set up a scene of what it's like to just be a black man in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now you now have gorgeous Ashley holding hands, going to a club together. What's that like? So pretty interesting. Um, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to get you. Yeah. So when me and Ashley first met, uh, we got into like an argument outside of a club and this is like, it must've been like a few weeks in, maybe a month in. And I kind of backed off from her. Cause I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm a black guy here and you're a white girl and I'm not about to get in trouble for sitting there arguing with you and getting shot up or, or whatever it may be, because I, you know, I don't, I don't need, I, I don't need that stress. And literally we, we sat, we argued and she was drunk and I was drunk and you know, we both calmed down eventually. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it was in the beginning. Like I, I was just like. So I'm your not. antennas were always up. You were always aware of this. Always knowing, under, and, and I still am. 
I still am always understanding it, but yeah, that was it for me. I don't know if you want to. Were you always, were you ever denied entry into a club if you both showed up together and looked no. clearly like you're a couple? No, no, no. no it was no. never no, anything no. to that extreme. Yeah. No. Yeah. Never that extreme, but I mean, just, just little things, little things like well, microaggressions, they call them. There's no way to, no way to prove it, right? Cause I can't actually prove it, but I can say this, like, when me and Ashley get pulled over together in the car with the cops, we always got a ticket. When she got pulled over alone, sometimes she got a ticket, but sometimes she got let off. I remember like we were coming from a friend's house and I was driving a car in front of her and she was driving a car in back of me with her, with her friend. And she got pulled over and I saw her getting pulled over. So I kind of like just kept driving and pulled in front of her and I kind of just waited to see what happened. And the cop just, you know, let them go with the warning and I just can't help but wonder if I was in the car, would they have been like, hey, I'm going to give you a ticket because this is your like punishment for being with a black guy or, or whatnot. And like I said, no way for me to prove it. But I just know when I'm in the car with her, she gets a ticket. You know? mm, interesting. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's interesting. Ashley, what about you? You're, from your purview, what were what are experiences like? Uh, I don't feel like it's anything that has ever been like what you were saying of us not being accepted into places, but definitely in Buffalo, I feel like there were certain people that you just get looks from and just, you could feel like the different energy. Um, but for me, I guess too, everything was different just because where I grew up, it was not as mixed. Like it was very much, um, it was very white town. I would say not mixed at all. So just learning about, I guess, my, um, like my white privilege and realizing in different circumstances of like, okay, this is not things I have ever gone through. And I'm kind of learning through, okay, well, like, wow, that, that's something different. That's not anything I've ever expect, um, experienced. Like one thing that stands out is when we were, um, hanging out with, it was his brother and me and him. I drove them just right up the block to a gas station real quick. And Ted had, I drove his car and a tailpipe or something was hitting the bottom and sparking. So we got pulled over and immediately Ted was like, turn the car off, like put the keys on the top of the car. And I remember the cop asking why. And I just couldn't, I like, I was like, I don't, I don't know why. I was like, I've never experienced this. This isn't something I've ever done. And I feel like from that moment on, I just from there realized and was more aware of certain situations and the difference of when you get pulled over versus when he gets pulled over. Exactly. Yep. Where did you learn this? Sorry. Where where did you learn the, put your car, take your key out and put it on top of your steering wheel? So a a lot of my friends are from Brooklyn, you know, they deal with the NYPD where it's, uh, it's, it's a lot more dangerous. And um, I was just told like, Hey, if you don't want any issues with cops, you know, and, 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 I don't want to speak bad about cops. I respect cops as well. I know it's a, I know, I know it's a tough job. It's not an easy job, right? Yeah. Um, but they were like, for your safety and for their safety, roll down all the windows in your car because then they can see through the car clearly and put your keys on top of the car so they know that you're not driving away. And I mean, I've had of all the, I've done that multiple times. Of all the times I've done that, I've only had one cop ever tell me, Hey, why'd you do that? Put your keys. I mean, you, you can hold on to your keys. You don't need to do that. I've only had one cop ever tell me that of all the, and, I, and not that I get pulled over every day, but I'm going to say at least like five or six times, like throughout my lifetime that I've done that. I've had only one tell me like, Hey, you know, put it, 
you know, put the, put the keys away. So, I mean, it is, it is what it is. You know, I'm just trying to, would you say, I'm safe. Would you say you get pulled over for some ridiculous reason, an inordinate amount of time? Because you're not exactly Mr. Reckless. I know that. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I can't say that I've gotten pulled over, you know, because I'm black or anything. That I can't say. Um, you know, if, if, if I've gotten pulled over, I'll say it's because I've been speeding or... Because I mean I don't know why every time I go. So when you were in the car with Jonathan, Jonathan, other than that, other than that, that I mean that clearly no reason to get pulled over. You guys had there was no cause. Yeah, and and I mean we've been pulled over. I'm just talking about like the times that only I've been driving. But yeah, we've been pulled over like other times where it was like they had no reason, or or when they did pull us over, it's like they just had they had no reason to do what they did after they pulled us over. You know. but I, like, like, I mean, it, it, it is what it, it is, what it is, right? I'm not going to sit here and, and yeah. I mean, I, I could go on a whole conversation with you about this. But. Okay. So now that we've covered, uh, your experience together, uh, yeah. since we've had all these protests, have there been, um, Black Lives Matters protests in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There have been a lot. Yeah. Um, what are conversations like amongst you guys? Amongst just us in general, or like it's our friends, two of you, or even your two, or your friends, your millennial friends, the friends of your same age. Do you know anyone who's gone to protest? Have you guys gone to protest? We have not. Yeah. Um, we're having a because we're having our baby. We figured uh, first off, we don't want to risk getting COVID, um, and also we can't afford to get arrested or anything right now. Like we just, we just gotta, you know, really play it by the book and. Um, be very conscious of our actions right now. We do have friends that have gone to protests and, you know, they've, they've gone and we have one friend who's a huge activist and she's gone and she, you know, she went and she got home safe and I was very happy for that. We, we checked on her multiple times, uh, to make sure she got home safe. It's actually yeah. Ashley's best. It's yeah, actually, best friend. actually the, the friend that dragged Ashley out to the club that night. It was the same one. <laughs> oh, so she's in Atlanta too. Yes, yeah, her and her husband moved down yeah. a few years before us, and we, I guess, followed their lead and um, came along. Yeah. <laughs> so conversations between the two of you. Have you had a heart-to-heart about what is happening today? So I don't know. So I'm going to say no. We haven't had, like, a heart-to-heart. And I'm going to say that because since we got together, we've always had – you know, tough conversations before this even started. Like one of the first things I told her when I first got, like, like when we got serious was, Hey, I want you to know if you have a kid, your kid will be considered black. He's not going to be considered white. And now I kind of wonder if that was right, because I know a lot of mixed people who were just like, well, I'm mixed. I'm not black or white. So, 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 you know, it's different, but going by the law, you know, the law that, that was the law, it was like, Hey, your kid is definitely black. And I just kind of wanted her to know, like, hey, he's going to live a different life than you lived. Okay. So I just want you to be aware before you before you go into this. Ashley? Oh, yeah. When you hear that, how does that make you feel? What, what are your thoughts around that? <sighs> it makes me sad to know, like, that my, like, that, that my kid is automatically just because of his skin color might not be accepted just for who he is. Um, you know, people 
certain people are just going to see him as something different and might judge him based on that versus who he actually is as a person. So, um, you know, that makes me sad, but it's never been anything that has been a deterrent or like a, wow, like that's not something I can go through or something that I want to handle. Um, that's never been anything that's gone through my mind of, you know, I, I don't want to do this because of that type of thing. Do you feel that there's a part of who you are that's being denied almost as if, are, are we saying, is society saying that you're sort of not, you're, you didn't really contribute to this child's beingness? It's mm-hmm. almost as if there's that, that portion of you that is almost being denied. Does that yeah, you cause you any sort of concern? So, so one thing I will say is I was, um, for a while I was, we had, so this exact conversation, I, for a while I was like, our kid's going to be a black guy, our kid's going to be a black guy. And she was just like, Hey, I don't, she like one night randomly, she was just like, Hey, Ted, you got to talk. And she's like, I don't want him to only, you know, think he's black and deny his white side. Like I want him, like, like she was like, you know, it would hurt me for him to know, for him to think like, Hey, he's not, mm-hmm you know, he's not white. Like I want him to know that, that, that he's white as well. And, and I'm, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that, babe. Or, or- yeah. I mean, it was just more of um like, I don't want him to think bad because he like certain, um mm-hmm. like think bad up- upon white people and like that, you know, maybe they all have these certain views of not ha- being accepted. And I want him to know like the, the side of his white side and, his black side. I want him to be able to associate with both and decide from there of what he considers himself mixed. If he wants to say he's black, you know, so you're going to let him decide and not impose on him who he is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you think now that it's a, you know, specifically that it's a male, a boy, do you feel that you're going to have to raise it differently than you would if it was a girl? Not to say that you probably won't try for a girl and have a girl, but do you consider in terms of gender? Because the sets of circumstances are different. Listen, as, as, a, as a black woman in America, uh, I have a tough go at it too. Not as extreme as my brothers, African-American brothers do, for sure, but I have my own sets of issues. But it's slightly kinder, slightly, not always. Uh, so, Ashley, when you think of that, when you think, oh, this is going to be a black male or a male who's other, um, there's a way we're going to have to raise it. There are conversations you're going to have to have, like the hopefully by the time this baby, beautiful baby comes along and becomes a young man, that whole thing of driving while back black will be done with. But there's always that conversation that fathers have to have with their sons about getting pulled over when they start driving when they're 16. You know, it's like babies, baby boys are black babies or loved, loved, loved. And all of a sudden they hit puberty and suddenly people are scared of them. It's, it's the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. You think of these things, Ashley? I definitely do. And um, I mean, that definitely heightens a little bit more of, a concern of, you know, every mom is obviously going to worry about their child. And I feel like in certain circumstances, it just heightens more of a concern of, um, you know, situations that he's going to be in and, you know, that might not be as accepted or, or what it might be. So I definitely, it heightens 
a concern just more for the safety of my child. Are you doing anything like uh, reading books or talking to others to prepare yourself for any of this? Or are you just trust that it's going to be just fine? You're going to raise it like you would any child and deal with it as it comes. Uh, We've definitely had conversations with other like interracial couples and their experiences and what they're doing to, I guess, prepare their kid as they're growing up. But right now I would say my biggest concern is making sure he's healthy and comes out healthy first. Um, But it's definitely going to be learning along the way. It's not anything that I feel like I, you can fully prepare for ahead of time. True. And the fact that you've got such loving and supportive families. So we know for sure that the baby's immediate little circle will be beautiful and filled Mm -hmm. with um, warmth and love and support. But we also have my older brother who literally did it or he's doing it right before us. So like we have a little bit of, you know, we have someone that we can, you know, talk to and turn to that can kind of give us the heads up and, you know, and any, they won't hide anything from us. So they'll tell us the good and all the bad, mm-hmm. you know, so it's nice to have that as well. Yeah. Very helpful. So are most of your friends, um, in interracial relationships too? A lot of them. Say a, lot, a good mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of our friends yeah. actually. Yeah. Like it's not, not That's always so black and white, black, yeah. but it's like, so we have like Jen and Jesse there. Um, Jenna is actually uh, Puerto Rican and Chinese, and, Chinese, mm-hmm. and her He's husband's Dominican. Dominican. Um, we have, like I said, my brother Alyssa and Wendell. They're they're Irish and black. Um, I have a friend Alyssa and AJ. Um, I don't know. I know he's white. I don't know where, like, what type of, you know, what he comes, where he comes from, and mm-hmm. but uh, she's black and white. Actually, she's mixed. Um, and the list goes on. We have like a ton of friends from, and we we have some friends as well who are, you know, they within their race. Um, but yeah, but we are not, we are definitely not the only ones in our circle. What was one of the most surprising things you discovered about Ashley when you started, uh, dating her? So ignorant, it's going to sound really ignorant and really, really bad, but she can dance. Like she can like, she's really good. Yeah. She's (laughs) way better than me. She's a great, she's like, I mean, but then I found out she actually took dance classes and all that stuff, but she's like a great dancer, like really good. Okay. That surprised you, huh? So you didn't, you, you were going with the stereotype and then she reaped, she proved you wrong. Yes. I was definitely going with the stereotype and I was, (laughs) it it proved, yeah, I'm I'm happy it proved me wrong. Well, you did not hesitate. As soon as I said that, you like knew exactly what it was. That was surprising. Uh, (laughs) Ashley, what, what surprised you and that you learned about being around Teddy and family? Uh, well, the second that you said that, what came to my mind, which was terrible, is that he couldn't dance. I was yeah. like, what is going on? I'm like, yeah. not be able to dance better than you. But um, I don't know. Nothing that, because I really wasn't, I'm not for you life, So I don't, if that, I don't know. Had you was. dated outside of your race before, Tad? No. No. Well, 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 I just kind of dated that one dude that was... Like, Look at you, knowing who she dated before you. Mind your own business. <laughs> Not serious. Nothing serious. A, a no serious relationship. How come he remembers and you don't? Because she doesn't. She doesn't consider it. that. I could. I count it. She doesn't count it. Girls have a crazy thing when it comes to relationships. They, they count the ones they like, but. <laughs> 
Like, no. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's selective memory. It's yeah. like, if I didn't like him, he was horrible. It did not happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, same for you, Ted. Um, I, I mean, I, she, I know she, there was the Puerto Rican girl who brought yeah, coffee to your mother's house. That was, yes, a- yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That she was, she was terrible. She got, you know, oh, she should go, you know, she's terrible. Um, but no, Ashley's the first, um, white girl I dated. She's the first, other than the Puerto Rican girl, she's the first girl I dated outside my race. Like, after and that. anything shocked you other than the dancing? Or was the dancing oh. the biggest one? You know, other than that, no, she was like, no, because I don't, I don't really go off stereotypes like that. Like, you know, like e- e- even saying she can't dance, that was, that was just a joke. Um, I don't really, because, because I know people, <laughs> pe- people are people, right? You can't say just because like, like that's the biggest, that pisses me off when people are just like, Oh yeah, just because you're black, you have to know this. You gotta, you gotta do that. Or in the same way, if you're white or whatever race you are, you gotta do this. And it's like, everyone's, everyone's their own person. You know, just because the color of my skin doesn't mean I have to act a certain way and do a certain type of thing. So I think us getting to know each other and liking each other, you you know, like it was kind of like, it was her mom always, her mom told her that she was going to marry me. And, and her mom said that because of how like we kind of got along and we just, you know, we we got it. We we vibed. Wow. Your mother called it, huh? Yeah, she did. She always say that she, she said had that like was a it. nickname. I can't remember, but she meshed our two names together, and I can't remember. She said that was it. The minute she met me, she yeah. was like, "Yep, that's it." And mm-hmm. it's interesting, but but yeah, like we we got the we had the same. A lot of our views are very similar, and I think that helps a lot. Like mm-hmm. our political views aren't you know that that that's far off, mm-hmm. and. I, and I think the biggest thing between us is we're, we're both able to compromise and we're both able to sit down and understand each other, understand where we come. Right. Right. If I see something right. that she doesn't like, or she says something that I don't, I don't like, we're able to sit down and kind of understand where the other person is coming from. And because of that, I mean, where did, where did that come from? Your ability to do that? Did that happen naturally? Or is it because you had, your parents had the kinds of marriages that you you're modeling after? I think it's just us. Yeah, I think it's just us. I mean, we've definitely had arguments where, you know, we have not gone that route. But I think just learning more about each other and how we react to certain things, it just, we kind of grew with it. I I, I know for a fact my parents aren't like that. So (laughs) I didn't learn it from them. But um, my parents never really had arguments in front of us. So. I couldn't even tell you how they handle things. But. Wow. I think it's just the type of people we, we are. We're, we're just really. Communicative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we talk to each, mm-hmm. we talk to each other. And if something's bothering either one of us, we have no problem telling each other and we respect each other. Yeah. You know, the other thing about millennials, which I love, and I don't even know how that even happened is that there's such a beautiful awareness of their emotions. Like there's a, the emotional language seems to be available. Um, I'm not even sure how that happened, but somehow this generation, they, you know, we, we get it. We talk about what we feel. We, we're willing to talk. We know that much. I don't even know how that happens. Um, what has surprised you the most about marriage? That's a good question. I don't know. All right. I'm going to reframe it. You guys lived together before marriage. 
Yes, yes for like a long time. Yeah, like yeah, say two, three years, maybe. Yeah, maybe like probably three it was a years. Long time. Yeah, it felt like five. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> <God>. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so then how is Matt being legally wed on paper? You've had the big ceremony. How is that different from just having lived together? Maybe there is no difference, but. Really no difference in, yeah. besides the last name change and some bank statement changes. There's, there's but, really no difference. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it's the way we went, we went about it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think the biggest difference was when we got married, we combined our savings where, where before I had my separate one, she had her separate one, like our separate accounts. But now we, we still have like my separate checking. She has her separate checking, but we have a joint, a joint savings or whatever. Um, that I think is the biggest thing. Like I have some of my friends that got married and they're like, I'm going to keep my finances separate from her, which is fine as well. You know, it's each their own. Um, but I think that was like, that's the the biggest thing. That's the biggest surprise. Well, are you surprised about Ashley's habits, spending habits then? No, no, we had, we had spoken about that well before. Yeah, we We went into this thing prepared. We went went into this very prepared. Mm -hmm. We knew, I'm a Virgo. I did my research. I I knew it was up before, (laughs) before I committed. I knew it was up. Yeah. No, no, we, we, we did, we knew exactly about each other's finances and Mm -hmm. everything. Well, it sounds like, uh, you know, people can reach out to you guys for advice, huh? I mean, they can't sue sue me if I give them bad advice, but (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. I thought this conversation was an important one to have because, especially because you have a child in the way yeah, and you are bringing new life. And that again, of course, will shift how life changes. Mm -hmm. But for now, I have to say, I'm ending this conversation with you with such a breath of hope, of hope. can I, can I say one thing before we end it? Absolutely. Um, something I will say that I had thought of that I have mentioned to Ashley multiple times. I will say um, we have thought like if the country keeps going the way it's going, like shifting way to the right, you know, like if Donald Trump gets elected again for some reason, you know, because polls, you know, mm, polls are yeah. last, right? So if he gets if he gets elected again for some reason and the country just keeps shifting that way. We have spoken about um, leaving, but not, like not not a joke. Like some Moving people say, to Canada. It, oh, yeah, some people say it as a joke, but but I'm not joking. Like like like, like we, we do what we say, and we have said if the country if if that's the ideology of America keeps going to the right, then we're gonna we're gonna leave and we're gonna raise our our son, you know, someplace else, not here, not where, not not where we're gonna have to worry about, you know, us living back in the '60s again. You know, where like you see black men getting freaking hung all the time and they're talking about that. I mean, I don't want to get too political on your show, but talking about, oh, 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 it's a, um, a suicide. suicide. Mm-hmm. All the nonsense. And I'm like, and that, that we won't stand for. So I will tell you, I, I, that is a serious conversation that we've had that, and we will get up, we will get up and go. I believe you. I believe you. I remember the day Donald Trump got elected. The next day I went to the bank and there was a woman closing her account. She and her husband. And they said, oh, you're withdrawing more than $10,000. Why? We have to find out why. She goes, we're leaving this country because this this expletive is now running it. Like yeah. there are, like I saw it and this person was serious. They, they were like, the very next day, they were like closing their account, moving to Canada. 
I think before I've forgiven a lot of people for voting for him because I know some people were like, kind of like, oh, we just want to, you know, drain the swamp. And I'm doing parentheses, you know, the quote air quotes for people who can't see me. And, um, um, and they were just like, you know, it's for our money and blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, Hey, you've had four years of this person, right? So if you still vote for him again, then clearly, clearly, and if he still wins, then it's like, Hey, I shouldn't. Yeah, I the know truth longer. of who we are as a nation is revealing itself. Exactly. I no longer need to be here, and I would, and I want to raise my son in a safer place and have a better, a better, you know, just a better life for me and my wife and my family, the type of family we are. So, Got yeah. it. All right. Yep. So I, I end every show by asking my guests how they say goodbye to each other at night. Do you guys have a special way you say goodbye or maybe when he's leaving the house or she's leaving and someone stays behind? Any cutesy names? She has a baby voice, she does. Can you do your baby's voice? No. <laughs> your baby voice. I don't need I can't do it. What do you, what, 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 you can do it on command. What do you say when you get off the phone? What do you say? Oh, I would say bye-bye now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll be on the phone and she's so sweet. I'll be like, all right, all right bye, baby. She'll be like, <clears throat> Bye bye now. <laughs> I don't think it's a baby. It's voice. so sweet. I think I just have a high pitched voice. Bye bye now. And I'm like, oh, oh you're so sweet. Okay. Oh, that's the thing you love. Well, guess what's going to happen now? You're going to say goodbye to my audience the way you say goodbye to your husband. Yeah, go ahead, Get go a little ahead, closer. Go don't be shy. Come on, come on. You did such a good job. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Bye bye now. Bye bye now. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe not. Why don't you hop on over to our Instagram page right now, my listeners, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies, and follow and see what our guests look like and all the fockeries we get into over on Insta. Also, we now have a Facebook page, and everything is What the Fockery. So What the Fockery Twitter, What the Fockery Instagram, What the Fockery Facebook. You can't go wrong. You can even What the Fockery at gmail.com. Okay. Now, officially, bye.